This week on episode 51 of the Docs to Dads podcast, we are rapidly approaching election day for the midterm elections in the United States. These elections will affect decisions being made at the local, state, and federal level. How can we use this season to talk to our kids about the importance of democracy? How do we help them understand the value of voting and being a part of building stronger communities? We discuss how my view on elections and politics has changed since I've started voting as a dad. This week on the Docs to Dads podcast. Hello and welcome to the Docs to Dads podcast, a health and wellness resource for any dad looking to actively engage with their health, the health of their children, and building a stronger, healthier community around their family. Each week, Dr. Scott, a board-certified pediatrician, will explore topics relevant to child health and how dads can be an active participant in their growth, development, and other issues that affect children and the whole family. Hi there. Thanks for taking time to listen to the Docs to Dads podcast today. Wherever you are listening, whether you're working out or commuting to or from work, thank you so much. It means a lot to me to be a part of your fatherhood journey. Things have been busy for me in this season. Uh, we just had a baby a couple of months ago, almost two two months ago now, which is hard to believe. It's gone by so quickly. And then I have another major exam coming up. So I know I haven't been as active on social media as I had been before, and all that will be coming back once I get this exam behind me in the next couple of weeks. Uh, one of the challenges of this being still a, a pretty small operation is that when things get busy, something's got to give. And so I needed some time with my family and to prepare for this exam. So I want to just say thank you to you if you've sent me a message recently or engaged with one of my posts. I haven't expressed it as much lately as I normally do or as quickly, but I'm so very grateful to you for listening to the show and just showing up each day to be the best dad that you can be. And that's really what this is all about. And so I'm, I'm so grateful to you and I look forward to connecting more with all of you in the coming weeks as things start to lighten up just a little bit. Today, I want to talk about civic responsibility, especially as it pertains to voting. Election day is just around the corner for the midterm elections in the United States. And there's a lot of conversations going on. There's a lot of at play, especially in the federal government, 538, uh, which is one of my favorite politics websites. They do a lot of evidence-based sort of statistics modeling of politics and sports and all kinds of different things. But 538 now is predicting that the House of Representatives in the United States will almost certainly change party control. And the Senate is about a 50-50 proposition at this point. So there's a lot going on, a lot of big major national discussions. And I've always been someone who's enjoyed election night coverage, uh, staying up as the votes come in and just seeing how it all plays out and what is the vision that's being cast by the winning side for for what to expect in the coming years as they assume power. And I also recognize that this is not for everyone, and especially it seems like over the last decade, you would certainly be justified in growing weary of some of the more extreme rhetoric that's coming from both ends of the national political spectrum here in the United States, and I'm sure in other places as well. So I'm, I'm not here to tell you today how to vote in any of these important races or, or anything like that, but I do want to encourage you to participate in the political system by voting 
and to use this season as an opportunity to teach your kids about civic responsibility and how our government works uh, or sometimes doesn't work, how the way that we talk to and about each other sometimes can be less than helpful in terms of moving our communities and our society forward. These are all sort of really important teaching moments for our kids. And if we can be intentional as the 600th political ad plays, we can sometimes find a way to teach our kids important lessons about what they should take away from that and why we bother doing this every couple of years anyway. And one thing that I have noticed, this is my third major national election, sort of two midterms and a, and a presidential election that I've participated in as a dad. So since my oldest was born and as we go through and I'm involved in more and more of these elections, they get a little more important and a little more personal as my kids get older. So I found my focus shifting sometimes from the overall political balance of, you know, the federal Congress and paying a lot more attention to my state representatives, the governor, school board members, local elections. These are elections maybe more so than the national elections that will have much more immediate and direct impact on me and my family and my community. Taking those elections a lot more seriously than I did when I was a younger voter and who was on the school board didn't really matter to me that much. So I didn't really always do full research on those candidates. I would just sort of vote for whoever I'd seen the most yard signs for, or, you know, if I was talking to somebody that that was going door to door talking about one of the candidates or something like that, maybe. But I didn't always do the full homework on some of those down ballot races. But now I've really come to an appreciation that some of those down ballot races are are maybe even more important uh, because of the things that they're deciding at the local level. And this year in my precinct, for example, there are 10 people running for three spots on my local school board. Uh, And so my oldest is due to start kindergarten next fall. These folks, whoever they are that get elected, are going to be making decisions that directly impact him and his education. You know, so the financial viability of the district, the quality of the schools, the content of the education, the experience required for these candidates to serve effectively on the school board and to be able to run the school district in an effective way has really brought a little more urgency to that race than it has before because now it's personal, right? These elected officials are going to be making decisions that directly affect my son and directly affect my other children in the coming years. They're going to set the the course for where things are going from here. And so it's really given me a little bit more perspective on how important these races are. And in doing some research on this, I have discovered these races at the local level, at your city level, your mayoral elections, sometimes are decided by hundreds of votes, sometimes by less than 100 votes. Even if you've become dissatisfied with the national political discourse, or you have doubt about you know, whether your vote is going to be make a difference in sort of your congressional race, you know, as 
redistricting happened after the 2020 census, you know, some of us have been drawn into districts that are sort of overwhelmingly in favor of one party or another. And so if you feel like you're in the out party, then, you know, maybe it doesn't feel necessarily like your vote's going to make that much of a difference on that congressional race. But these are races that you can really make a difference. Getting involved, talking to the candidates, talking to your friends and neighbors about who these folks are, uh, about these local races, you could actually move the needle on those and make a difference uh, by getting engaged and and doing your homework. I do really want to encourage you to do that. In addition to choosing the leaders who will make decisions affecting our, our homes and our families, we're also given an opportunity to teach our kids that these elections are important. You can talk to your kids, you know, say things like, you know, these are the adults who want to be in charge of our schools, our city, our state, our country. And we as voters have an obligation to try to find the best person from our community to serve in those roles to help make our community a better place. You know, I talk in the tagline of this podcast all the time about building stronger communities. And I think that's that's really important. And there's a lot of ways that we can do that as dads. And I think one of them is to get our kids involved in these things that are happening within reason. You know, we definitely don't want them to be overwhelmed by what's going on. Uh, but just sort of showing them on a surface level of like, we're going to go vote and this is how we choose our leaders. And this is an important thing that we get to do in the United States. And even better if you can actually take your kid to the polling place with you and watch them, watch you actually cast your vote. Growing up in Texas, where early voting has been the norm for a long time, I remember going with my parents while they voted in elections and feeling like this was something that was important to them. We were like taking time out of our day to stop at the voting location so they could go in and and cast their votes. Um, And so now it's been fun to bring my kids along with me and show them, you know, why we vote and that, you know, we're going down to our local middle school, which is our, our polling place. And you see there are people from all over our neighborhood who are showing up and standing in line to cast their votes and that this is important and that we should take this responsibility seriously as part of our role within the community. And that this zooming out a little bit is a wonderful freedom and it's at the heart of all the other freedoms that we enjoy uh, in this country and in in modern Western society. Um, And it's central to our self-governance, right? That we are choosing a government that's elected of the people, by the people, and for the people. Um, and maybe that seems overly idealistic, and, and maybe you don't believe in in quite that uh, grand an idea of, of how these, all, these things all work. Uh, but the more that we can teach our kids that this is what separates our current environment from historical dictatorships and other types of oppressive regimes that have existed throughout history and and exist in our our world currently in various places you know that this has been a system that has emerged and if we can teach our kids to appreciate the fact that we have the ability to vote and we have this democratic american political system then maybe 
there's going to be some hope of a path forward for our nation as they grow up and they're going to eventually write their own chapter of American history. But that starts with us today talking to them about those things. And at the heart of this, I want to get back to, this is part of what I'm talking about when I talk about building stronger communities. What we do at home with our home life and in our domestic church, as we're sort of trying to raise our kids to do the right thing, uh, you know, that's all really important. And it's, it's so important. But it really only matters to the extent that we then face that outward and try to make a difference in our community and try to build that better, stronger community around us, right? This is a community of people who seek to take care of each other in the face of adversity. Is that the community that we want? Or do we want a community that sort of stays to themselves and, and doesn't help out when, when people need help and doesn't show up when there's a need in the community, right? That's not what we want. And this is how we teach our kids some of that. Who's going to stand up with our neighbors when they're in trouble? And so as dads, I think we have a key role in developing those strong communities that we want around our family. And we have a role in teaching our kids that they play a role. And they do that in different ways than we we might as dads in a community, right? They do that just by being kind to the neighbors and saying hello. And they do that by you know, going with us when we're trying to help help somebody out. You know, I had a buddy down the street a few months back call me and say that he needed help moving something up out of his basement. And for whatever reason, I needed to to bring my oldest son along to keep him out of uh, my wife's hair for a few minutes. And so he came along and he helped out. And as we were walking down there, he was like, where are we going? Why are we going down here? And I just said, you know, our, our friend called and he needs help. And this is what we do. We go down and we help people when they need help. And that is the kind of community that we want to build. We want to live in a community where when somebody calls for help, somebody's going to show up and we're going to be those people who show up and help. And tying this back to the elections, you know, participating, especially in these local elections, is another way to build the type of community that you want around your family. You are helping to choose the people who will be in leadership, making decisions about what are the priorities of our community? What are the priorities of our school district? What are the priorities of our city? How can we build a community? How can we build a city that's ready to support folks within our community when they need help? That's going to put forward the the services that we need for families to, to grow and to thrive. And so participating, especially in these local elections, to choose the right people for these positions from our community is of vital importance. And so that's why we need to have conversations with our kids about how great it is that we have the right to vote and how the right to vote is key to all the other freedoms and all the other uh, joys that we experience. And it's why we need to teach our kids about the importance of showing up and casting their votes once they're old enough to do so. And we do that by showing them 
that that's what we're doing and bringing them along if we can. We also do that by talking to them about the political ads that they might see or talking to them about the kind of language that's being used to talk about other people in the community and say, you know, is this the way that we want to talk about people in our community? Is this the way that we want to value the people in our community? How do we find the right people in our community who will stand up for the values and things that we care about and that we want to be important to our community so that we can build a strong and thriving community around our family and not just for our family. Certainly that'll help us grow our family and will help us, you know, have a thriving family, but it's not all oriented back towards this is all just to help me and my family, but it's really about how do we build a community so that we can have more families that are thriving so that we can have a community where folks know that if they need help, they can reach out to us and that we're going to be there to help them. And how do we build a community with more people who are willing to show up in those moments of need? Not long ago, we had a big flood in our community. Uh, one of the, we had a big rainstorm and one of the generators failed uh, on one of the pumps. And so we had this big uh, backup of, of floodwaters into a lot of people's basements and a lot of people took on feet of water in their basement and walking around our neighborhood shortly after that happened it looked like a, a disaster area just stuff everywhere that people had to totally gut from their basements but one of the things you also saw as you were walking around was just people helping out people recognizing that there were others in need and we for whatever reason didn't get hit as bad as a lot of the other folks in our community in our neighborhood we only had a few inches of water thankfully and so we had some damage we had to take care of uh, but we were also then able to go and help other folks who had been more fully affected or more harshly affected uh, by this flood and you saw that happening as you walked around the neighborhood you saw that happening everywhere neighbors coming together helping each other out and that that's the kind of community that you want to live in. It was really, you know, in the moment of sort of devastation and pain that a lot of these people were feeling, there were a lot of us that looking back on that thought how reassuring it was that we lived in a community that took care of each other in this way. And that this is, that this is the kind of community that we want to live in. And some of the folks who were stepping in and getting involved and helping out were our elected officials. They were showing up too, right? And it wasn't our congressman. It wasn't our governor. It was our mayor and our city council showing up, helping out, making some some quick decisions to help make sure that we were getting the like dangerous waste cleared out from the area as quickly as possible doing extra trash pickups, uh, helping out with uh, other types of resources. And that's where you need those good leaders in place in your local community to make a difference in those moments of need. And so I just want to really encourage you 
to try to think intentionally over this last week of political mayhem that might emerge over the over these last few days uh, and try to think about are there ways that you can teach your children about the political system and about the ideals that we're striving towards by having this democratic elected process and teaching them that someday they're going to have to be a part of this as well and that that will be their responsibility to show up and vote and to try to build stronger communities around themselves and around their families when they're old enough to have their own families. And that's how we pass this along. I want to thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. I do want to invite you to join me across social media platforms. I'd love it if you considered following the show on Instagram or Facebook at Docs to Dads Pod. That's at Docs, the number two, Dads Pod. Or on LinkedIn, you can search Docs to Dads. I have a business page, or you can search uh, for Dr. Scott Grant. Uh, and that's my personal page on LinkedIn. I'd love to be connected with you. Uh, if we haven't met before in real life, or if you're a long lost friend that's listening to this, thank, thank you for that. Uh, I would, it would sure mean a lot to me to, to connect from you, hear from you. Uh, how are things going? How do you like the show? And what issues are you facing in your parenting journey that I could talk about in a future episode? I respond to every message and every email that I get uh, eventually, and I'd love to hear from you. As always, I am so grateful to Phil Rabon for editing the show, and he's starting to work on a YouTube page, which hopefully is going to come up soon. Uh, it already exists. You can go to YouTube and search Docs to Dads Pod, and it's there with zero videos on it. Uh, so if you want to <laughs> jump over there and subscribe there, once we start actually posting videos, uh, you'll know that they are there. Um, I want to encourage you to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to start talking a little bit about discipline and parenting styles. Uh, this is a question that I get a lot in clinic and have gotten a lot uh, across social media. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about how do you help kids uh, make good choices? How do you instill some of those values we were just talking about in your kids so that they can live those out? Uh, and how do you get on the same page with your partner to make sure that you guys are are working towards the same goals? You're not working against each other as you're trying to raise your kids because that can be a big source of, of stress and tension within uh, your relationship as well. And so how do you get on the same page with your partner if you have sort of different approaches? You're probably uh, raised in different ways. So we're going to talk about all of that over the next few weeks. Um, so make sure you tune in for that. Until then, remember that what you do as a dad matters. Keep building healthier dads, happier kids, and stronger communities. Don't forget to vote. The information included in this podcast and other Docs to Dads platforms is intended for your education and entertainment only. It is not intended as medical advice and should not replace a relationship with a primary care pediatrician or other provider who will give the most appropriate recommendations for your individual situation.